We are back with Lisa Waters Lane. She comes each week with your garden question. Just what are your neighbors, what are other gardeners talking about? We try to share that, their questions, and we can feed off that. So, you know, we have these garden classes every week. Last week was gardening for newcomers. Mm -hmm. Did Busy. you? The parking lot was packed. <laughs> I should have gone that long, but they were so engaged. You kept going. And well, going. went an hour. Yeah. And then they had an hour. I said, I'll hang out as long as you want, as long as you have questions. And people just hung around, just feeding yeah. off each other. That's good. That's what we want for this segment. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Lisa, my gal, welcome. Well, thank you. What kind of garden questions we got this well, week? Well, we do have some. So, David is in Chino. So this early this spring, he put out the Arizona wildflower mix, which he was very happy with. Got lots of pretty flowers. His go, question David. is, okay, they're starting to fade. Ah. Uh, do you just let them go? Do you cut them back? Can you get more flowers if you cut them back? So how, <laughs> what's the best way to handle those wildflowers? So leave them alone, enjoy them. That's pretty much it. So let them go to seed. So when they're done blooming, they'll go to seed and you'll have more next year. Now, if you want them to bloom some more, this is a mix. So we put together four different wildflower mixes for the mountains of Arizona. They are custom blends. Most of them are perennials. Mm -hmm. uh, some, if you deadhead them, they will reform another flower. Uh, so which ones out of that mix? There's like <laughs> two dozen in the mix. I don't know. I can't tell you which ones. Uh, generally, we, we recommend that you let them go to seed so that you can spread that prairie wildflower look in the bed. And then at the end of the year, so when it's starting to get dry, so you know it's fall and the winter's here, it's had a hard frost. Usually we tell folks, take a weed whacker, take a lawnmower, take something violent <laughs> that just makes the seeds spread all over the backyard. And you can, you can, let, you can encourage them to grow even more Mm -hmm. next year. So if it really bothers you, Dave, I mean, go just deadhead the dead ones. The problem is if you deadhead them and they don't form new flowers, well, they won't, they won't reseed for you. But the good thing is that that root base, mm -hmm. now that plant is not focused on setting a seed. It can put all of its energy into forming a stronger root. So you'll have an actual better plant next spring from that one say Mexican hat or Shasta Daisy or Gallardia or whatever you happen to have out there, you can go ahead and just deadhead it and you'll have a stronger plant. It won't spread as much. But if you truly want that wildflower patch to spread, let it go to seed. Just enjoy all the butterflies and the hummingbirds that are going through there because they all love wildflowers. Mm -hmm. And then next winter, you're going to, those birds that winter over with you, they're going to enjoy some of those seed as well. So you'll find your bird count goes up. Your flowers will go up. I would say don't make a lot of work out of it. You planted a wildflower bed. Right. Let it go wild. Yeah, I agree. Good. Okay. Next question is from Cherry in Prescott Valley. She says, I'm having trouble keeping my pots with perennials watered, hydrated, and looking good. Okay. What suggestions do you have? And then how frequently... Should she be watering those pots? So, so con containers are a bit, you can't say the word pot oh, anymore sorry. or containers. edibles. Can't say edibles <laughs> or pot over the airwaves or they'll have a cease and desist. Yeah. Ex nay of the pot day. 
<laughs> that sounded you cracked yourself up so you? bad. <laughs> okay, so container gardens. So I, we were watering ours. We've we've got dozens and dozens of containers. We were watering them every three days, and then it got hot. And they were beautiful. They were fine. Mm -hmm. uh, then we we just bumped it when it went up to ninety degrees. What was that? Ten days ago, we bumped it to everyday watering. Mm -hmm. Here's the secret or the mistake I find people make with containers. It, it, they can go with too small containers. So this, mm -hmm. if the soil size is just too small, but you're watering four or five times a day, you can't keep, there's not enough soil to hold moisture and the plants are using it. Right. I would say minimum go with not even 12, go to 14 inch diameter or larger containers. So you can increase the soil the plant can grow in. That's going to give you fudge factor, moisture, food for that plant to feed off of when it's hot. So if you're using a larger, a big enough size pot, now you want to water it until you see water coming out the bottom or that weep hole at the bottom. That's the secret. I find a lot of folks don't water their containers enough. Right. And so we don't have, it, it dries out in the bottom. And once that soil starts to dry out in a container, it starts to shrink. And so now you've got a gap around the outer edge of that mm -hmm. pot ring. So the soil will shrink. And now you water it again the next time. And water just goes, hits the soil, goes right over that gap between the soil and the, and the, and the pot. And it just goes right to the bottom. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's hard to, to recover from that. Don't allow that to happen. And the way you do that is, Water it and then let the soil hydrate, let it soak up that moisture until you see water seeping out that bottom drainage hole. Then you know, oh, soil's gone all the way through and that, that's how you know you've got enough. Okay, it's hot. How often should I water? Well, we just said we just water every day. We've got trees and roses and tomatoes and all kinds of stuff, peppers in the containers. We're watering every day because it's it's just hot right now. <laughs> it's just warm. And there's a little bit of a breeze. And so things dry out. Once the humidity comes, so the monsoon rains, already you're seeing a few clouds. Plants love some shade that comes from clouds, the humidity that comes up. So once the moisture summer rains come, that'll take the edge off. Maybe you can back it off to every other day or so. So in the fall, you're definitely backing it off to every three, four, five in the winter. Once a week, it's more than enough. Would you recommend fertilizing right now? Just yeah, to kind definitely. of keep things yeah. going and happy. Yeah, because they've been they've been you fertilize in the spring and and they've used all that fertilizer up. You've been watering flush. If you've been watering correctly, you'll water and then water comes out the bottom. Mm -hmm. You've flushed all those nutrients out of that soil. So that, that fertilizer that was there, you have to replenish it. So our we've we fertilized all the containers with 744 all-purpose plant food. And then in addition, so we've got our kids are coming in a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. We want the backyard to be fully engaged. We want the grandkids just enjoy flowers. We want it to look fabulous. So I fertilized, deadheaded everything. And then I also added to that 744 some flower power. It's a liquid, uh, water-soluble food. And you can use these in conjunction with each other and they don't burn because you're using organic food with the water soluble, you just it'll. I mean, two weeks out, our container gardens are going to be way over the top, and they're going to be whoa, that's pretty cool. So nice. that's what we want it to be. Okay. Uh, excuse me. Next question is from Tom in Prescott. 
talking to his neighbors. Neighbors were telling him about the cicadas and the sound that the cicadas make. Yeah. Uh, but neither one of them knew if cicadas are bad. Do they eat oh. trees, shrubs, that kind of stuff? Yeah. No, they're not. They're fine. So don't worry about it. Grubs are bad. Cicadas are not. So cicadas are a summer thing. They're starting to, I haven't quite seen them here at the garden center, but you'll start to hear them sing They're like real loud, like, and they (laughs) sing in a chorus back and forth. And they just, it's kind of a summer delight Mm -hmm. that we get to enjoy. They live in the ground for up to seven years and they come out as an adult stage. They live underground as a, as a nymph stage. I don't know what they look like. Never seen one. Real deep. <laughs> they don't do any real damage. Right. When they come up, they don't even have a mouth part that eats stuff. They're up for one thing and one thing only. Find a mate, lay some eggs, die. That's mm-hmm. pretty much their their last. They're like, they're like salmon swimming upstream. <laughs> so they're going to do one last thing and then they're gone. Right. So they're not really a problem. They're yeah. freaky looking. But uh, they sometimes they can take a branch out because they lay an egg by shoving the egg underneath the bark. And so you'll see this textured um, where the eggs are. Sometimes that branch might die, but they don't want that to happen. They want that branch to live so that their young will Mm -hmm. hatch, drop down. And and anyway, don't worry about it, Tom. You're You're worrying too much. You're okay. Uh, Grubs and stuff. That's a little white worm in the soil. Get rid of those. They're bad. All right, that's it for this segment. Ken and Lisa Lane, the Mountain Gardeners. Be right back.